Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with Serena Von Hartman. How are you, Serena? I'm good. How are you, Dr. Greenwood? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. It's so great to see you. Serena and I were just catching up a second ago, and she has the weekend off before they get started with uh, outdoor racing next weekend. And uh, so she's excited by that about that. Uh, Serena is a 2020 graduate of our program, and she is currently has a really awesome position. She's currently um, the marketing coordinator for North America for Fox Racing. And so we're going to get to hear all about that and dive into what you're doing. Uh, but let's uh, let's go back in time first, Serena. Tell us uh, where you where you grew up. I grew up in Rancho Santa Margarita, which is a smaller town in Orange County. So lived there my whole life until moving to San Luis Obispo for college, obviously, and then moved back there after for about a year. And now I'm in Laguna Niguel, which is also South Orange County. So pretty really, close. Really close, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's so funny, Serena. I did not know very much at all about Southern Orange County um, until recently. And two things happened. One, I have very good friends who live in Ladera Ranch, which oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you know Ladera Ranch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and very then, well. Yeah. And then also, we did a pickleball study last year. And in looking up pickleball uh, courts in the county... When we searched Santa Margarita, Rancho Santa Margarita came up. You know, we have, uh, San, yeah, yeah. We have, mm-hmm. yeah, we have Santa Margarita here in San Luis Obispo mm-hmm. County. And uh, yeah, uh, so we, we got a little confused with Rancho uh, mm-hmm. Santa Margarita since we have Santa Margarita Ranch, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so that's kind of funny. Uh, so tell us what it was like uh, growing up there in Southern OC. Uh, what did your parents do? Did you have any brothers? And Do you have any brothers and sisters? That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So my mom worked for Boeing for most of her career oh. as a a systems analyst. I, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what she did. Well, she, she actually had, yeah. 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 So, no, she actually did have FBI clearance. So I was going to say, I bet know. it was top secret. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. They would come to our house every once in a while, check in on us. So I don't know entirely what she did, but uh-huh. she is happily retired now. So she's, oh. she's living her dream. Very and cool. Then my dad works in software sales. So he's with Oracle NetSuite right now, which oh. I think we have a few alumni working there. So yeah, for sure we do. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. What about what about brothers and sisters? Yeah, I have an older brother named Sterling. He is yeah. about two years older than me, and we've always been close growing up. He actually moved to Slow with me for a year while he went to Cuesta College. Oh. But wow. he actually ended up transferring to Cal State Fullerton. Oh, cool. Marketing. But yeah, now he's working for KTM, which is one of the big motorcycle manufacturers, which is his dream job. So. Right it's cool on. to be in a, a similar industry with him. I was going to say, you <laughs> guys ended up in, a, in a, a similar industry. That is wild. Yeah, yeah. He's got the bikes. I've got the gear. So There, there you <laughs> go. Exactly. Well, shout out to Sterling. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so uh, tell us about... Um, you know, growing up, what was your what was your jam? Um, were, were you into racing and by and bikes and stuff like that growing up? Yeah, yeah. I got my first dirt bike when I was five, so no I've been riding dirt bikes my whole life. Um, did a little bit of racing when I was younger, but uh-huh. wasn't wasn't that good, so did not continue with it. Yeah. But 
Did Sterling, yeah, Sterling did as well? Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of racing up until yeah. recently, actually. So he and my dad both raced a lot. So pretty much every weekend we were out at the track or riding somewhere. And then uh-huh. we also did a lot of trail riding up at our, we have a cabin by Lake Isabella, Kernville area. So uh-huh. up in Alta Sierra. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a lot of dirt bikes, motocross, all that. That's I tried so cool. a lot of different sports, but didn't really stick with any of them besides right. more action sports. Right. So it, it was it was it in your blood? Is it is it something that your dad did growing up and yep. stuck with it? And so he introduced y'all to it. Yeah, yeah. I started with my, my your, dad's dad. Yeah. Oh, it's still with your dad's dad. Yep. Mm-hmm. No way. Was he like a legend or something in, in racing yeah. or like no. just, just loved it? Yeah, just casual, but loved it. And then my dad grew up writing a lot. Yeah. And passed that on to my brother and I. Nice. My mom writes too. So I was gonna say, did your did your mom write too? Mm-hmm. Very, yeah, very cool. Wow. That, I'm a that different is... for Orange County, but yeah. Yeah, that's so wild. I mean, you know, I grew up um I grew up with uh ATVs. I was in the three-wheeler oh. era, uh the three-wheeler era um before three-wheelers uh-huh. became um three-wheel ATVs I think got outlawed like maybe uh-huh. in the 90s or something like that. We, we had two of them when I was younger, I remember. You did three-wheel Yeah, three-wheel I kind of forgot ATVs. about those. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 because they went Soon after I got a little bit older, they they I think they got outlawed, or maybe they just went to four wheelers. They just thought they were safer. I don't know, but yeah, I had a three wheeler growing up. It was uh, it was fun jetting that thing all around. Um, but uh, I never really got into racing. I think I was um, I did a, a couple. I mean, I, I you know, growing up in the country in North Carolina, I mean, I I rode I rode a mountain bike a couple times. But I think the speed and power of those kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> but I was into go-karts. I, I got when I was oh. young, I had a go-kart track when I was younger. And I still to this day claim that no one has ever beat me um in go-kart racing and that I am undefeated. Uh <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, it was kind of funny. My senior year, we had a beach week down at um at one of the beaches that's close to where where I grew up, right? And they had a go-kart track and um, me and all the senior guys, my senior, my buddies, you know, we went and I was, I, I had already started that mode of telling people I was undefeated in go-kart <laughs> racing, you know, since I had a track uh, growing up and stuff like that, you know, and my one, um, my one buddy who was like really cocky and, you know, bravado type thing, who's like, We'll see about that. I'm you're I'm taking you down. I was like, no way, no way. And uh <laughs> we were coming down like we were coming down the like homes the 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 last curve, you know. Mm-hmm. And he tried to he tried to pass me on the outside and I just like flicked his wheel and uh and he, he like went into the barrier and I like cru- I cruised to the wind and I was like, yes. Gotta keep that undefeated title. Oh, he was so mad. He was cussing me and I was, he was like, Yeah, you cheated. I was like, all's fair in go-kart racing, you know. Yeah. You shouldn't have got you into it. Got to trade a little paint. <laughs> so let's talk, uh, Serena. Let's talk about your path, um, you know, to Cal Poly. Uh, do, do you have a memory of like um, what you wanted to be when you grew up, like that sort of thing? Is there any memory yeah. that sticks out with you about that? I feel like I went through a lot of different phases with what yeah. I thought I wanted to do. Like right. when I was really young, I wanted to be an interior designer for some oh. reason. Oh. I don't really know why, but it just right. seemed like a- a good job to have 
I still and want then, to be one. Yeah, I was like, it'd be fun, <laughs> I think. I don't know. Yes, it does and seem fun. I remember wanting to be a marine biologist after taking a, a marine ecology class in high school, which I think oh. everybody did at my high school. You took it, and then everyone was like, I'm going to be a marine biologist now because it was fun. Oh, really? It was like a, a really good teacher or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It was just a fun class. So I think a lot of us thought we wanted to be marine biologists. Right. And then going into college or like my senior year of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Right. Um, like like a lot of us. And then yeah, I remember I was applying for a few different schools. I wasn't really like married to anyone in particular, but on my application for Cal Poly, I was just scrolling through the majors and I saw recreation, parks and tourism. And I was yeah. like, that sounds fun. That hey. sounds different. So I, didn't, I did not know anything about it, but just applied under that. Right. I wasn't sure if I would get accepted. And then. I did, obviously. And even then, I wasn't sure if I was going to go to Cal Poly or go a different direction, but yeah. really happy I ended up where I did. Nice, nice. Did you come to open house or anything like that? What yeah. solidified What solidified your decision? Do you remember? Yeah, so senior year of high school, I went to, I think it was open house in, in April uh-huh. of that year and just seeing downtown slow and like uh-huh. talking to people at open house. I was like, this is a beautiful place. Yeah. I could see myself here. I remember I was eating dinner with my parents um, and it was bike night. So we were just eating dinner and all the bikes go by. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Y'all y'all are bike people. That sold you. Yeah, kind of a core (laughs) memory for me. I was like, wow. That's cool. (laughs) Bike night is is a really cool thing. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw it too. I did not, I had no idea what what it was. I was like, whoa, that, what's going on there? And, you know, uh, Dr. Dr. Rue, she's she's brighter than I am. She keeps her she keeps her finger on the pulse more than I do. She's like, oh, you don't know about bike night? That's bike night. And I was like, oh, cool. OK, <laughs> <laughs> I recently had a friend in town and he was like blown away by um, he's from my hometown in North Carolina. And he was like, dude, your downtown is super cool. And I was like, yeah, we got a pretty cool downtown. Yeah, <laughs> sure. special. I yeah. Miss it yeah, it really is. So so let's talk about your time here in, in San Luis Obispo. You know, um, you know, it's not that big of a stretch moving from uh, Southern OC up here to, to San Luis Obispo, but uh, I would imagine mm-hmm. like a, a, a little bit slower pace than OC. Um, yeah. So, so what were, when you think about your, your four years, um, is there an enduring memory that really stands out where you're like, oh, wow, there's no way I'll ever forget that moment or, you know, that experience or or whatever it might be. And then later we'll talk professional development. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't one moment in particular, but just kind of the culmination of all the small moments for me, like with school, with friends, roommates, kind of navigating adulthood for the first time. Yeah. Um, my sophomore and junior year, I lived on a, a ranch kind of behind Bishop Peak. So that was a really great experience. No way. Waking up to cows mooing and yeah horses like was so different from south orange county in, in the suburbs so yeah how did you get that how did you get arranged with that i, I found it on craigslist no no way yeah, yeah. So, so your was, friends live there or just you it was for one year it was my brother and i actually and then oh. my junior year it was one of my freshman year roommates and i oh but wow. yeah it was kind of a, a renovated barn yeah it was 
the coolest place. Nice. I, I miss it so much. I wish I, I could have seen it. <laughs> I bet. That sounds amazing. I'm just like picturing like idyllic sunsets uh, oh, sunset yeah. and sunrises. And yeah, you know, wow. The, over there in those uh, hills is just so yeah. My bedroom window was just Bishop Peak and Madonna. Just Oh, gorgeous. yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Were you were you on the backside? Like, what's that called? It's like McConnell Way or something like that. Or uh... I think when you go down Foothill and kind of go past Bishop, yeah, you take a right on O'Connor Way. I think O'Connor Way. That's yeah, it. yeah, down that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most people have never even been on that that road. Um, so yeah. our current students, if you've never been on, take a drive down that road. It gets you to the back of Cuesta College. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really like amazing. It's an amazing little drive. And there's a monastery back there and um, all kinds of um, it's just beautiful, just beautiful back there. So that's cool. Um, What now during your time at Cal Poly, obviously, we talk a lot about learn by doing and, you know, we try to make it a whole campus ethos and you know, we'll talk a little bit about how your, your, um, you know, your experience ended with a global pandemic, but let's not, (laughs) let's not focus on that yet. Let's, uh, let's look back and, and tell us, um, you know, when you think about what you're doing now and you think about your professional career, um, was there, was there something that you did during your four years at Cal Poly where you feel like from a professional development aspect that it really it really boosted you it really helped you yeah I feel like being a part of EIM club and Rofi Lambda was huge yeah so I think I was a member of EIM club all of my years there and then I was social media manager for a year and then with Rofi I was the secretary so I think it gives you a lot of professional development talking to people in the industry networking planning events kind of a little bit of everything so if I had a piece of advice, it'd be be a yes woman or a yes man and just take advantage of all the opportunities. Yeah. And just in in all the classes themselves, like truly learn by doing. I think that gives Cal Poly grads such an advantage once you're in the workforce. Like you've already been doing what you'll continue to do. So it feels like a more natural transition. Yeah, 100%. I love that. And I remember how involved you were with the IM club and what a shining, shining star you were during your time here. Um, So, you know, we can't, we can't bury it. We're not going to bury it, even though we don't really like (laughs) thinking about it. But, um, you know, you were a part of the class that in in March 2020, you know, the world kind of came to a standstill and you, you graduated in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, can you talk to us, just reflect a little bit, I think, um, I think, you, you know, since we all went through it, right, I think it's important for us to talk about it, right? It's this shared trauma that we all experienced, and and some people, it was harder than others. You know, I, I, I feel very, very fortunate and very, very privileged, and I don't want to hide from that privilege. Um, uh, but, uh, but you know, for, for me, in living vicariously through you all, um, that was hard. That was hard on us, right? Knowing that y'all were all out there, you know, about to start your professional careers. And that's a scary, it's a scary thing to happen when you're about to embark on a career. And so can you reflect on a little bit what it was like for you? Yeah, I mean... As we know, COVID started March 2020, which is as I was finishing up my senior project and looking for an internship to finish my degree. So I remember 
the only thing that I did on Zoom was my senior project presentation with Dr. Lin. Like that was kind of the, the cutoff. Like, yeah, I think the day before he reached out to everyone and was like, hey, guys, like it's, it's going to be on Zoom. So that was just a weird way to end it. But I, I am fortunate to have had most of my time in person. Right. And then searching for an internship was definitely tricky. Nobody is hiring. People were getting internships canceled. But I was able to do a virtual internship with the Georgia State Games. So that was not what I was expecting at all, like completely no. off my radar. But no. yeah. 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 You know, um, that that was wow. Wow. What a what a weird circumstance. You know, I, I, it was um you know, I, I I have to give Georgia State Games some some credit there. I mean, they 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 really stepped up and mm. hired a lot of uh, hired a lot of interns and gave a lot of interns a, a, a you know as best they could a um, an experience. And obviously, it's not what anyone wanted. Obviously, but um, but yeah, I was thinking that you were. I was thinking that you were one of those um, one of those interns. But yeah. But you had other you had other um, jobs while you were while you were here. You worked for Visit Slocal and also yeah. Hotel, and those are two like really major, great partners of ours. And so I imagine those were some pretty good experiences. And then you also, um, you know, speaking of the pandemic, and uh, you know, it- Italy became like ground zero for the pandemic. But you got to Italy before it hit um, and got to spend a study abroad in Florence. Tell us what that was like. Yeah, yeah. So super lucky to have chosen to go in 2019 when I did. I went for the summer quarter, so was able to still do everything at Cal Poly yep. um, during the regular school year. But I studied food and wine, which would highly recommend that if you're taking classes in Italy. Yeah. It's a lot of, yeah, learning about the different pairings. Um, tasting wine it was a really great experience made some lifelong friends I actually just went to florida a month or two ago to visit two of my roommates from that experience no way so yeah I, that's awesome. it was amazing and just like learning the italian culture learning your way around mm. navigating the public transportation in europe uh-huh. all such a great adventure so I, I wouldn't trade that for anything I bet. I love it. I mean, if you're going to do it, I mean, you you got to do it with uh, the culture of food and wine in Italy. Yes. I mean, what a what an study abroad experience. Mm-hmm. When, when I read that, uh, Serena, I, I mean, I sort of vaguely remember that you went, but um, but I, I, I did not. I had not seen a breakdown of everything that you did uh, while you were there in that program. And that just sounds amazing uh for sure so let's talk about um let's talk about um what you were you were currently doing right so you ended up um in august of of 2020 getting a position with fox racing and um so for for, let's start by um for those who are not familiar with the racing world um tell us what uh what fox racing is all about and what type of racing it is yeah, yeah. So we are a company that makes gear and apparel for motocross and mountain biking. We were founded in 1974 by the Fox family. So we're actually celebrating our 50th anniversary next year, which is exciting. But we're involved in all things mountain bike and motocross. So if you're familiar with Supercross, the outdoor motocross series, we sponsor athletes. And then we sell a lot of gear direct from our website and also through our wholesale partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really great 
company with great culture. And I've loved it so far. Love it. Love it. So, you know, when, when, when people hear Fox racing, they, they like imagine that like you're the ones putting on the races, right. But you're, you're actually a gear and apparel company that sponsored, but you sponsor the industry. Right. Um, Yeah. yeah, Right. And, um, and so when I said uh, earlier that you, you have a race next weekend, I was, I, I, I was meaning that you, you'll be out at a race, right. Because Mm -hmm. you all have a presence, right. Is that how it's like, so talk to us about, um, what your day to day is like, Serena, and um, and are you getting some of those principles from RPTA three seventy? Did you take it with Jen Prentice, or who did you take? Uh, did you take experiential marketing? Yeah, yeah, I did take it with Jen Prentice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, you- so I definitely see a lot of influence from from that class. Yeah, um, I work pretty closely with our. We have a North American event and experiential marketing manager. Oh, so nice. she is amazing at what she does and she is really the leader on all of our big events so working with her and like learning all of her tips and secrets of putting on big events and even though we're not the ones like putting on the race usually we have a large presence like you said right so just kind of that like thinking about that experiential pathway of someone who's coming like mm-hmm. what's the parking like is there proper signage like how is the check-in process like all of those elements mm-hmm. that I think people who are in the event space just take for granted. Yeah. don't even think about because yeah. it's done well you don't have to think about it so right yeah that's good that's true yeah mm-hmm. that's one of the things i say about sport management right like when people go sport management what is that and i'm like um that's precisely why the people the students who i uh who i teach are so good at what they do and they're like what do you mean i'm like because they're behind the scenes you have no idea they're there <laughs> and they're like yeah. oh i'm like yeah well, oh, oh you think that you think just a sporting event like magically like <laughs> happens you know yeah, exactly. it's like, but, but people who are not in the industry do not think about that right like you go to a concert and you just think it's it's like you think someone snaps their fingers and all of a sudden mm-hmm. T Swift appears and, uh, you know, that's all, that's all that happens. It's just T Swift doing it all right. (laughs) Nothing behind the scenes. (laughs) Nothing behind the scenes at all. Right. So, so let's talk about, let's talk about your day to day. So you talked a little bit about being out at the races, but, um, you know, you're having to do, you know, you're having to do a lot weekly and, and, um, to, to, to obviously, uh, market the brand, um, talk about uh, as as hard as it might be, what your day to day is. <laughs> One of the exciting things about our industry is that no two days are alike. But if you had to quantify or qualify what an average day was like, tell us what that is. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, it, it can vary a lot. But kind of some of the the core things I do are I work a lot with our, our dealers. So I I do social media campaigns for them that they can share easily on their channels and then also getting ready for events so whether it's loading up trucks like more logistical aspects of it and then basically anything i can do to support our our sales team and dealers but it really yeah product launches it's just there's a lot there's a lot (laughs) there's always you know i uh that's one of the things that's kind of funny for me, like when I teach sport marketing, you know, um, I introduce our students to experiential marketing or, or or my students in that class because not everyone is a um, EIM major, right? So not everyone mm-hmm. has to, to take experiential marketing. And I basically, I'm like, you know, sport marketing, 
is essentially experiential marketing, right? Because a lot of our marketing happens at events. And and I would imagine that's the same for you, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's a product launch or whether it's a race or whether it's going out to a dealership or whatever it might be. I bet there's I bet there's a lot of that and a lot of moving parts. Uh, do you feel yeah. like do you feel like a juggler sometimes? Oh yeah, definitely. It's it's a balance. And like even this week especially, we just wrapped up our our sales meeting for the spring 2024 season. So I'm just kind of like regrouping after all that. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah. No pun intended. No pun intended for the, uh, for the, for the, uh, yeah. Um, moving bikes, moving dirt bikes. Yeah, right. So let's talk about um, challenges and opportunities in this space. You know, um, we, we we have a lot of students who come through who are interested in venture sports in some way or another, and a lot of others who are interested in marketing. And so, um, you know, you can take one or the other in terms of, of, of those two spaces. Um, what do you see as, um, we'll, we'll, we'll start, uh, we'll start with challenges what do you see as one of the biggest challenges for the future in this space i feel like one thing that could be kind of a double edged sword is that it's very close industry so mm. like all of the competitor brands adjacent industries everybody knows each other so once you're in i feel like you're in a really good position but getting started can be hard mm. so i actually started as the receptionist out of college oh, which yeah. isn't where i thought i would be like you know Having finished school and everything, I wasn't really seeing myself in that kind of role, but it ended up working out really well for me because I was able to network with everyone. I met everybody at the company, helped yeah. out in a bunch of different departments, and then kind of found my pathway into marketing from there. You showed yourself. So, you showed yourself yeah. and how how amazing you are. And I think that's a, you know, that's a testament. I, w- I was um I was probably remiss not to ask you about that. Um, you know, but I think that's a really, really fabulous thing, Serena. And um, you know, if you if you bet on yourself in those situations, right? Like a position as an administrative assistant, that might not be your, um, that might not be your dream job um, starting out. But if you do know that you want to be in a certain company and and in a certain space, getting that position and then showing yourself and showing what you're capable of. You know, I've had students in the past that have said to me things like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just working retail. And I'm like, well, yeah, but does your manager know that you're learning experience design and experiential marketing and all of these things? And they're like, no. I'm like, does your manager know you're interested in marketing? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, why are you treating yourself as just an employee? If you treat yourself Mm -hmm. as just an employee, you'll be treated as just an employee. But if you treat yourself as someone who wants to go move up and wants to be a go-getter and wants to to show yourself, um, you know, that is so valuable no matter what space you're in, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just think about... I just think about friends who like started in places and it was like things that they didn't have any idea they were going to end up being in a career. And then next thing they know, they they're the CEO (laughs) because, you know, they work their way up and, you you know, uh, so I love that. I mean, to go from administrative assistant to marketing coordinator for North America, Serena, that's pretty, that's pretty impressive in just two years. So 
Um, talk to talk to us a little bit about that um, about that pathway. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of putting words in your mouth, um, but uh, was that the case? Were you a go getter? Did you show that you wanted you wanted more? Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a unique situation with COVID. So mm-hmm. I was the receptionist, but there wasn't wasn't a whole lot of people. So right. I ended up just doing more, yeah, administrative assistant tasks. Um, and during that time, our building was actually pretty shut down. So there was a, a limited number of people who'd come in. Right. Those were kind of the core people that kept everything going and like we're getting right. stuff done. Right. So I was able to make connections with them, help them out, and then. I remember I was talking to my now current manager, mm-hmm. um, just helping him out with stuff and let him know I was interested in marketing and events. Mm-hmm. And so they were able to find a position for me and create this role. That's kind of my my dream job right now. So I love it. Yeah, it, it worked out really, really well for me. I feel super fortunate. I bet. I bet. So let's uh, let let's move to the more positive, right? The opportunities in this space. You know, you've you've gone through a global pandemic with a with a a brand that um, that obviously people, um, particularly in the racing and, and motocross world and motorbikes world, they they know Fox Racing, and so that's um, exciting exciting brand to work for. What opportunities do you see for the future? You know, we we've um this feels like the first year where we're like post pandemic and, it, and I don't know about you but here here at Cal Poly it's just felt different. This year has been so exciting and so much more feels like a somewhat back to normal type situation, yes. right? And where we're excited for the future again. So talk to us about what um what you're excited about for the future. Yeah, I think one of the positives coming out of COVID for our industry specifically is that a lot of people got involved in outdoor recreation. Yeah. So for us at Fox, a lot of people started mountain biking, started riding dirt bikes and getting more involved. Yeah. So that actually was a, a big positive for us to get more people into our sport and learning about it. So I think that is a huge opportunity for us. And now the work is to, to keep those people engaged and hope that they keep up with mountain biking and riding moto. So yeah, for sure. We're in a good spot. Yeah, for sure. And from an experienced design perspective, you know, I mean, I'm I'm sure the the classes that you took, like um, did you have Dr. L? Did you take anything with Dr. La Quinienta when you were here? I I don't or, think I actually ever took a class with him, but I did work with him um as part of EIM Club and in, in Rokai. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I guess that those um, you know, what I wanted to ask is those that those sort of um those, you know, when you think about experiences and and the theory of structure experiences, right? And mm-hmm. and you think about immersive experiences and ones and wow, like riding a dirt bike, right? Like uh, uh, participating in motor motocross, like that is a that is one of those um, experiences that that you will not forget, right? For one reason or another, mm-hmm. maybe good or bad, right? But um, but for most for for most people, they they kind of get hooked and and like you said, um. The pandemic uh, got people back outside, and um, and so it's a s- exciting time. Are you seeing? Um, are you seeing? You are you using your degree? I guess is my major is my major question on a day to day basis. Do you do you feel like you're using your degree? Do you feel like Learn by Doing helped you to reach uh, where you are today? Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I think kind of like I touched on earlier, like. 
what what I was doing in all of my classes at Cal Poly has translated out into the workforce. So everything from experiential marketing, experience design, even some of like the the hospitality and tourism classes I took, they don't directly translate into what I do now, but just that hospitality aspect of events. So at a, some of our local events, I can be kind of the face of it and yeah. I'm the one interacting with our community. So just having that like warmth and openness to it. Yeah. You've got to realize that, right? And and have that awareness of 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 what that means and and the the gravity of that. I I love it. Um. Uh, so so let's um let's end by talking about um advice for for um you know young professionals or or, or students um who who might be interested in this space. Um. Do you have any Do you have any advice that you would you would give? Yeah, I would say. Say yes to every opportunity you can, like even if it's not something that you think you want to do or maybe it doesn't sound like too much fun, just do it. Like it'll pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, don't be afraid to put in the hard work and give a hundred percent. I think like it, it goes a long way when you show that you care and you're interested. And I think that's what helps me a lot is that my coworkers could see that I care about this company. I care about the whole motocross and mountain bike community, having grown up in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, simply put, yeah, say yes and just care about what you do. And I think the rest follows from that. You know, it, it seems like, uh, Serena, it seems like such simple advice, but I think it's like it's like such enduring, great advice because, you know, I think back to my early career and I kind of had a little bit of a mentality of like, uh, why am I not getting ahead? Why am I not doing this? Or why am I not doing that? And when I look back and I think about it, I just think to myself, like, what a what a dummy! Like, why were you, why were you such a dummy? Like, you were just sitting back. I was just sitting back passively and not doing what you just said, right? Not doing what we talked about uh, a little while ago. You know, you could you could have taken a position of like, oh man woe is me i'm coming out of the pandemic um why am i a receptionist or administrative assistant or whatever not that those are bad jobs those are really great jobs um but but that might not have been what you wanted to do but instead you like you saw an opportunity to connect and to network and to um you know and to show people that you wanted more and i think that's so so valuable and something that's um that's underestimated sometimes like I, I think what i didn't realize serena is that people are always watching and mm-hmm. and that's not that's not like a i don't mean that in like a big brother type way <laughs> you know like someone's always looking over your shoulder yeah but it's that people when, when i say everyone's watching it's that people notice when you mm-hmm when you work hard people notice when you show that passion like you said and um and if you do that and you take that type of attitude you know you may not get noticed uh tomorrow or next week or even next month but you'll eventually get noticed <laughs> yeah know? yeah and like definitely I, I definitely felt a lot of discouragement too like yeah. graduating into the pandemic it took me a few months to get a job at all and then being a receptionist like I said, it wasn't exactly what I was anticipating for myself, yep. but I think it's so important to push through that discouragement and just trust that things will work out. Yep. They usually do. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you work hard and you show that passion, I love it. And so we're so proud of you, uh, Serena. Really appreciate you 
taking the time today and um you know can't wait to see you eventually uh be uh, one of these uh one of these big motocross brands you know and so uh really really appreciate it um thank you so much for taking the time today yeah thank you so much it was great to catch up and feel a little bit of cal poly in a while thanks so much for paying it forward see ya yeah hi